in front of an artificial lounge audience. It is now time for the next episode of the show. Hello, I am Tommy, and of course with me is my co-host Tony. Anthony, how are you today? I am great, brother. I am absolutely great. Uh, I wanted to talk about South Park today. You know, I'm a big South Park fan, and I was watching it the other day, as I do from time to time. And I got to thinking, I was like, holy shit, this show has been on the air since... And I don't exactly know. I, I, I think it started in 96. I think the first episode drops like November Somewhere around there. We were talking about yeah. the Broncos on an episode recently, 1997. There might be some synergy there. Right. And I was I was thinking in my head, I was like, what? Like, in pop culture or whatever, not many things stand the test of time like that, for instance. You know, like, you know, Simpsons, you can mention, and right. South Park. But most stuff kind of fades away after five or ten years at the most um but then i got to thinking about south park and just how insane that show actually is if you get the jokes now it's like a lot of political stuff you know making fun of left and right at the same time and everything in between and uh and it just got me thinking i remember back in the day when the movie came out and i don't know exactly what year it was and i'm sure you've seen it south park no bigger I, um, longer and uncut you've never seen it no actually and i'm god man there's that's gotta sound douchey and i'm not against south park <laughs> <laughs> yes you know like i don't have to explain it to you but i feel like i, I should explain it. it to everybody else it's not just of the like a contrarian or anything like that but i think it's amazing that the simpsons which i've also i think i've seen 20 minutes of simpsons in my entire sure. life I mean, I understand the pop culture. Like, I could answer questions about who Bart is, who Maggie is. Uh, like, I'm not obtuse. I get that it's part of pop culture, and I think it's cool. I've just never really sat down and watched any of that stuff. But they live for 30 years, like you're saying, with the South Park, because cartoons don't age. Is that what exactly. it is? Because you can just keep drawing them the same age. Right, and it's... And South Park, you know, since it's kind of the same avenue as south park in the sense of like their main viewership you know you would think is all kids but it's not like i'm you know again i'm i'm kind of like you i don't watch cartoons ever i i hate cartoons <laughs> you hate you know? cartoons you mad at I, cartoons. I do but i can't stand a card bring me a cartoon <laughs> i'll kill a but, cartoon <laughs> <laughs> but south park for whatever reason because usually the subject matter is something that's happening in mainstream media sure uh, or pop culture current events type of thing. But I, I got to tell the story of the movie when it came out. So the movie comes, it drops in like 2004, I, I believe. And it might have been a year before that or a year after that. Or two or three years before or after. Either way, it doesn't matter. So I catch wind that this movie's coming out. And I'm, I'm like, oh, they're going to make a movie. Awesome. That's going to be cool. Now, for people who haven't really watched the show or people that have watched the show you know like the early years when they whenever they would drop like a like an f-bomb on the show or whatever it was on comedy central so they would have to bleep it out they weren't allowed to cuss back then on cable tv it was all g-rated for the most part even though there was adult language but it was all bleeped out so i start looking at the 
at the trailer information for this for the movie and it's I noticed it's rated R. And my brain started going, I was like, and I, I could already see the writing on the wall. I already know what's gonna happen. I know parents are gonna take their kids to see this movie. And when I say kids, I mean ten year olds, right? Oh boy. And so I was I made a whole event, dude. I went and saw this movie three times the day it opened. Three three different viewings the day it opened. Because I wasn't there to watch the movie necessarily. I was there to watch the chaos that happens from the movie with all the kids and the parents and everything. And it did not disappoint, dude. It did not disappoint. In the first 10 minutes of that movie, they dropped 30 F-bombs probably. And I'm telling you, the movies, it's like 90 not 90, let's say 70% parents with their 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds. And they just weren't ready. They, Even though they knew it was rated R, they didn't know it was going to be... And it was bad. It was it was horrifying. Like, the parents had to feel like the biggest assholes on planet Earth for taking their kids to see this movie. Wow. And it, anyways, it was absolutely hilarious. It was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever witnessed. Just watch, because I knew what was going to I knew what was going right. to happen. It was, it was plain as day. And I felt I felt bad, but at the same time, it was like, you know, when you, when you drive past a horrifying accident, you feel bad and you almost don't want to look, but... Yeah, but guess what? Of. You're cruising by that thing two miles an hour being like, all right, is there any dead bodies in there? What's yeah, going on? That's good, that's good. You know, it was basically like that. I think the moral of the story when it comes to the South Park creators is their whole thing when they started South Park is let's just make fun of everybody on an equal pla- on, on an equal level. And I'm telling you, they make fun of everything. They make fun of all religions. They make fun of all races. They make fun of all all genders. They make fun of every nationality. It doesn't matter. They will blast equally, which is why I love it because it's, it's just to me, it's like it, it's like shot comedy. You know, it's like whoa, what what did he just say? And of course, you don't want your kids to hear that. But their thing was, you know, we're just going to do this, and if you let your kids see it, great. If not great as well uh, but that's kind of on you to make that decision again even though i've never really been huge into watching the show and i don't want to sound like a douche on that i still can have appreciation for what you're talking about and the way that trey parker and matt stone and south park just kind of rip very surgically even though i've never sat down to watch an episode as it were you know you still see little clips and stuff and you get an idea of, of where they're going and they did uh, Book of Mormon after that, which was hugely popular as well. Sure. So, I mean, I, I think it's great. I guess I'm running from my own statement that I've never really watched any of the cartoons. <laughs> I just never watched South Park. Oh, man. Well, let me... All right. I got a couple tidbits about this movie. So, okay. because the movie was... Just so everybody can get a clear picture, especially you, since you've never seen it. So, some of the main characters in this movie outside of the of the of the kids in the in the show you know that are regulars obviously you know Cartman and Stan and Kyle and Kenny like th- those are the regular people yo yeah um, I can get the jeopardy questions by the way hey, right, I, right again I'm not obtuse man <laughs> right right again I sorry it, I, I totally derailed the conversation again I'm not sure <laughs> why I'm so self-conscious I love it. I'll leave this in I won't even edit it out we'll title this episode South Park derailed so it'll be perfect <laughs> um Anyway, so back to the, the main the main characters in this movie, minus the main main characters, are Satan. 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 Okay. 
Jesus Christ is plays a, a big role in this movie, and Saddam Hussein plays a big role in this movie. But if you didn't know anything about it and you just knew, oh, it's South Park, they're gonna cuss a lot, and those are three of the main characters, you gotta you gotta figure it's gonna go somewhere really strange, really quick. And uh, I encourage you and anybody who listens to this to, if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it and it's been a while, go watch that movie. It it will change your life, at least for the two hours that you're watching. So let's talk about shock comedy in general a bit more, though. And not from a society perspective or banning things or anything like that. Not trying to make any sweeping statements. More just us personally. Like, where are our limits with shock comedy? Like, I'll speak for myself. I'm not offended. Like, I'm not offended by any type of attempt at shock comedy. It would be very difficult, I think to get to a place where I'm like, oh my God, you shouldn't say that. If you're trying to be funny in a comedy club, say whatever you want. But for me, raunch comedy doesn't usually strike me as funny. I've just never laughed at fart jokes. And I realize that's a little unusual because most people think it's hilarious. And I know in South Park, for example, they had that Mr. Hanky, the singing feces. And that was hugely popular. But for me... I don't like chat humor, fart jokes, and belching. Just never have. Uh, yeah, I'm on the same page with you for the most part. Um, I do like a good shit my shit my pants story though. That always gets me, bro. No, I might be a little biased because I have multiple, and yes, multiple. I just shit my pants as an adult in public stories. Uh, we do have another mutual friend who has shit their pants stories and more people might be familiar with the George Brett shit his pants in Las Vegas story, which somehow got famous. But yeah, I I hear you laughing and giggling. I'm I'm telling you, I've just never really found it funny. And I know that everyone else cracks up. So if shit the pants thing gets you there, then have a hoot. Yeah, but there's like some gross things that it's not like verbally I can pretty much handle anything Andrew Dice Clay talking about fucking a nun you know what I mean like I, I, that, that's fine with me that's hilarious right it? <laughs> it's hilarious it's hilarious when we were little kids and it was hickory dog suck my cock and stuff that had a certain shock <laughs> comedy value it's like also dude that's so irreverent and funny but as I've matured, and by matured, I mean by the time I got to high school when people were running around with fart spray and stuff, I was like, dude, that's just fucking stupid. Can you do something else that's actually funny? It's not that I'm offended by your, you know, Mr. Hanky, the singing feces. It's that I just don't, I don't get it. It's not funny to me. Right. I, I dude, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, 100%. You know, there was a certain time in my life where fart jokes were stupid. But, and immature and childish, which probably sounds like I would like that because I am immature and childish myself. But, but dude, I don't know, dude, for, for, for me, for my money, dude, if I'm in an elevator, especially like going, like I'm in the Empire State Building or something like that, and somebody rips ass, bro, I'm going to lose it because that shit is hilarious. <laughs> It's all over the place in pop culture. I'm the I'm the outcast here. 
that Jim Carrey movie with, I think it was Liar Liar. He thought, it was me! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. So yeah, everybody's on board with that. My wife loves to belch as loud as she can. Oh my god, she thinks it's the most hilarious thing in the entire world. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Shaking my head, I'm like, I don't get it, man. You guys with your elevator farts and your belt. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we all had that one friend in high school that could like belch the alphabet, you know? Oh, like right, that. yeah. That is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, the shit my, the, the, you know, shit in your pants stories always get me and a good fart in public really, really like, I have, I, I have trouble controlling myself when that happens. Like, you know, I might shit my pants. It's so funny type of thing. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. But visually, I don't like the visual part of some of these raunchy things. Now, okay. that's not really a stand-up comedy situation. Like in a movie where it just, uh, uh, Justin Bateman, is that his name? What's his name? Uh, Jason Bateman. And somebody, they have kids. I can't remember the name of the movie. Like the baby like shits all over the place, but they show it. Like it's oh, disgusting. No. Yeah, I would, like I'm that, not dude. down. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not down with that know. at all. That's just a little too much scat. Or like in a movie where they're like they're showing a, a live pregnancy. You know what I mean? In a comedy. Yeah, I'm like. Wouldn't a C-section be more funny? Hey, look, he's cutting her open. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can't. Let me get off this subject as quickly as I can. Let me hard Please. shift, hard shift over. So same type of thing, cringe humor. And both of us, as we were talking about um, on the first episode, are huge radio fans. And that's, generally speaking, radio is the home of shock jockery and Howard Stern. But as much as I loved those shows, I never really looked at the segments like when they were throwing baloney at girls' asses. I, I never thought those were the great radio segments. You know, that's kind of where my personal line is. I, I prefer comedy that's edgy but not edgy in the way that just raunchy, throw baloney, and tell pussy fart jokes and stuff, which is why I love it. A guy like Anthony Jeselnik, I think, is, is an example that comes to mind. Like, say something that's as offensive as you can be, if it's clever, and comedy's so fucking subjective, of course, that, you know, it, what's funny to one person isn't going to be funny to somebody else, so... For me, I love the shock comedy genre. Like you were saying about South Park, it's a genre that I love, but within that genre, the sub-genre of raunchy, fart, pussy, shit jokes, that's not my wheelhouse of fun. Those don't usually make me howl with laughter. Right, like, well, you, you mentioned Jezelnik. He, he, has, he has a great bit about... <laughs> you can't stop picking up babies and dropping them and <laughs> dude it's I mean it's funny but the reason I, I think is one of the best bits ever were, were you just trying to get off of c-sections and birth jokes and you <laughs> are, you immediately on, boomeranged us to, to <laughs> dropping babies alright thanks for the assist hold pal thanks for the on. assist this one, this one is so good because okay. it's so fucked up that whenever he does it Let's say let's say he's doing like a regular size club. There's 300 people in the club, dude. There are six people laughing, right? Like nobody laughs at it because they're afraid to. And that's what makes me laugh so hard at it is that nobody 
is like it's not that they don't get it they just don't want to be that asshole that laughs at something like that yeah. dude i think it, it basically goes back to me going to the south park movie and just watching parents cry in terror <laughs> about all the f-bombs they heard in the last 32 seconds right. you know uh, I, I love it. I, that that part I love when it just when it gets to people in a weird way, and, and that that sends me over the moon, bro. <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> Some of my friends sell records, some of my friends sell drugs.